This is Ryan Watches a Movie, where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. Going balls out in the lobby yard. Watching the Grandian crawl. Magi. Little kids got naked and had lots of sex. Don't even waste your time. Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches a Movie, <laughs> episode 30. My name is Adam. Today we have Kevin. How are you, Kevin? <laughs> uh, I'm good. <laughs> A lot better now. <laughs> and how are you, Ryan? I'm pretty good. What movie do we have you watch this week? Miller's Crossing. We had you watch Miller's Crossing. This is the 1990 film from the Coen Brothers. We picked this in honor of Lawless coming out this week. And uh, let me read the synopsis. Actually, Lawless comes out today. So let me read the synopsis here. Tom Regan, an advisor to prohibition to a prohibition-era crime boss, tries to keep the peace between warring mobs, but gets caught in divided loyalties. Uh, we have a trailer here, so let's give this a listen before we get your thoughts, Ryan. This is Miller's Crossing. From the makers of Blood Simple and Raising Arizona, a world where nothing is what it seems to be. Leo, is he still the boss? Today I back down from a fight, Casper's welcome to the rackets, this town and my place at the table. Casper, can he muscle in? I'm sick of taking a strap from you, Liam. And I'm sick of a high hat! Tom, would he sell out a friend? You shouldn't be confronting Jenny, Casper. That's what I've been trying to tell you. I can still trade body blows with any man in this town. Except you, Tom. And Verna. Verna? Is she Leo's girl? What is it to Leo? Told him you were a tramp and he should dump you. I want everybody to be friends. You, me, Leo, the Dane. You know who I am? The Dane. Has he got it figured? You dumping Leo for the guy who put a bullet in your brother? Bernie, will he turn the tables? Don't smart me. I want to watch you squirm. I want to see you sweat a little. All you got to do to show your friend is give me Bernie Burn Bun. Tommy, you can't do this. You don't bump guys. It's not right, Tom. I can't stop. Two of us have faced worse odds. Okay, that was a pretty shitty trailer. I don't understand why they made that trailer that way. But Terrible trailer. <laughs> let's, just, let's just list all of the characters and say one line about them. And then yeah. have, show them say one line. And, and if you watch the trailer on YouTube, it's not good. Like... There's this like really bad like font that they use and stuff. Like the cover of the movie looks so much better. I, I was surprised. Like I thought I thought it wasn't even real. I thought it was like one of those fan made trailers. <laughs> I was like, what? That's actually the real trailer. Ridiculous. Awesome. Ryan, why don't you give us your synopsis of this movie? Well, like I said, I didn't really understand it, and I watched it twice, but uh, it's basically, to me, it was the main character, the guy from Stigmata, Gabriel Byrne. Yeah. Um, it basically, it's a, it focuses on him playing both sides, and screwing one person over in order to screw somebody else over and it just goes back and forth and it's just basically 
a twist, like a twisting movie. Therefore, I can also not say about it because it'll give any small twist away. And like I said, this movie is pretty boring. At least it was for me to watch because there's a lot of dialogue. And I feel like if I give any thing in the plot away, it'll give away any sort of twist in the plot. Okay. Now, Kevin and I also watched this movie because we never saw it either. So, Kevin, this what was, did you what did This you was think? actually on my... This is another movie that was on my list that I had to watch before the end of the year. And I also had the pleasure of sitting in on a Ryan watches the, a movie. I got to watch it with Ryan. Was it everything <laughs> that you hoped for and expected? Yes, it was. As soon as Gabriel Byrne comes on the screen, Ryan just goes, Stigmata. <laughs> uh, I love and how that, you love that movie, Ryan. Like it's, It always comes back to Stigmata. I remember going over to your house and watching Stigmata endlessly. Yes. And it just, for, throughout the entire movie, he just referred to him as Stigmata. Like, what was the other movie where you referred to him as Allstate? <laughs> oh, that was, uh, was that Navy Seals? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love the fact that he does that. Yes. And of course, the first, it looked like there was going to be a sex scene, and Ryan just goes, Is there going to be wieners? Because I can't handle that right now. <laughs> 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 unfortunately, there are no wieners in Miller's What are you Crossing. talking about, unfortunately? That's great for me. But I love to hear you talk about the wieners that you see in movies. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, now, unlike you, unlike you, Ryan, I didn't find this boring at all. Um, it was kind of a slow burn, I will agree with that, but... Yeah, I found a lot of my time spent watching it was just trying to figure out who the characters were and where this was all going to go and, and kind of trying to figure out his play, trying to figure out what his angle was in this and why he was making these decisions. And even by the end, when they say like, oh, you know, he had the whole thing planned from the beginning. I question that. Like, I wonder if he really did have the whole thing planned, you know, playing both sides like that, I don't know. I don't know. To me, I don't think he did. I don't think he did either. Just the I way he, he was talking about, like, other grifters and how they, you know, once they see an angle, they play it. I think that he was trying another thing and, you know, another situation or a play presented itself. So he went that way and it just fortunately worked out for him. Barely, but I almost, he yeah. almost got killed. But he does get punched a lot in this movie. Yeah, he does. Like every other scene, he does get put through punched. the ringer. Speaking of being punched, I love the fact that the little fat kid got punched in the yes. face. <laughs> that, <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was telling Ryan that when that it, the little kid comes in, well, he's not little. I mean, he's he's huge. Chub- yeah, he's a chubby <laughs> And he comes in, and he's like, Papa, Papa. And he just kept saying it over and over again. And in my head, I was just like, oh, please, someone punch him in the face. 
and someone does. And it was fantastic. I loved it. That was John Casper's favorite. kid, right? Yeah. And he- Which <laughs> smacks him across the face. Uh, that, that character... Okay, so for those of you that haven't seen it, basically Gabriel Byrne plays this uh, sort of mob guy. He works for Albert uh, Finney, Albert, right? Yeah, which his and character is Leo. And he's like his right-hand man. And he sort of actually, Leo ends up having this problem, this falling out with this character named Johnny Casper, who's played by John Polito. And Gabriel Byrne kind of plays both sides. He, he leaves Leo as the, his right-hand man because he's actually sleeping with Leo's girlfriend, I guess. Yeah. Uh, who's played by Marsha Gay Harden. And he kind of joins up with Casper and lots of double crossing, lots, of, double. Twi- lots of twists and turns. And I, I think that I actually like this more than both of you. I actually really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. I thought, I I thought it was really good. I didn't. I and I mean, that's not to say, good. don't f-ing cut me off, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was just going to say, I I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought it would, but for being a Coen Brothers movie, I just expected more. So, you saying that I didn't really enjoy the movie, it's still, uh, still, I enjoyed it a little bit. I mean, it is the Coen Brothers, so it's sort of different rating system compared to other directors. Well, I think it's interesting because it's, it's early Coen Brothers. I mean, this is when they, I think, were still finding their groove but yeah. when you when you look at a lot of their newer films you see traces of that in miller's crossing it's not as uh stylistic and heavy on the really interesting cinematography and visuals yeah. but you can still see where they're they're starting to find their niche in miller's crossing uh one thing that i think stands out in other coen brother brothers movies that doesn't particularly stand out in this is the location and when you look at other coen brothers movies location is kind of the focus you know it's it's almost like um an alexander payne film where he really utilizes the set yeah it's like a yeah it's like a character in and of itself yeah and the coen brothers like to employ that and i don't think that they really capitalized on that with miller's crossing and i think that they could have done more with that. And, but we even saw that they, I mean, they made raising Arizona before this. Right. Yeah. And you really see that in raising Arizona. So I feel like they kind of backed away from that really kind of unique storytelling and told more of a traditional story with Miller's crossing. Would you agree? Ryan, Ryan, would you agree? I, I agree. I agree. I thought you said actually. Who? I know, I know, it wasn't supposed to be a terrible movie like I usually watch. I know it had some kind of substance, but I don't know. It was just too dialogue for me. And I do have to say, we like I, I think I talked to you, Adam, about this. We took like a cigarette break, like an hour or something into the movie, and when I sort of let it spill that it was a Coen Brothers movie. Just the look on Ryan's face. 
where he was like, yeah. oh, this is Cohen Brothers? So I think he was a little bit disappointed <clears throat> when he found that out. Mm. Yeah, I was. I mean, like I said, it's not a terrible movie. It's just uh, not my cup of tea. Well, do you guys do you guys even like these types of gangster movies? Are you guys into uh, these? I am. I sort of am. I sort of am. But I, I mean, I do have to point out that I might think about this differently if, say, I was watching the Coen Brothers back at that time. You know what I mean? If I was like 20 years old back when these movies came out and I saw them in chronological order, you know what yeah. I mean? Miller's Crossing, I might be like, oh shit, this movie is amazing. But I've seen their later films, which uh, a lot of them blew me away. And then going back and watching this one, I was sort of disappointed. But maybe if I saw this one first, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just sort of like a timing thing there. I'm not arguing that. I mean, uh, as far as the Coen Brothers filmography goes, this is probably my least favorite out of all of what I've seen. Yeah, because the movie they made right after this, in which they actually wrote during when they were writing the screenplay for Miller's Crossing, is my favorite, Barton Fink, which is my favorite uh, Coen Brothers movie. Now, did you did you think that Miller's Crossing was more boring than Barton Fink? Um, not in, not entirely. I thought it was about the same. But I you know like, me. I feel like if Ryan watched Barton Fink, he'd be bored to tears. It might be. I think it has a better payoff at the end. Yeah. If he hangs in there. But yeah. you know me. I I mean, I like the torn horse. I mean, you can't really bore me too much with <laughs> movies. Kevin does not get bored with movies. Watch yeah. The Castle. Yeah, watch, I don't know. I don't know castle. if I'll be able to do that one, but there has to be some beauty to it at least if it's going to be slow. Okay, uh I just looked at their filmography and I take it back. This is not my least favorite. I forgot about The Lady Killers and Intolerable Cruelty. Those I don't I don't even count Intolerable Cruelty for some <laughs> reason. I forgot about those, and I also like this more than Burn After Reading. I'll say that, too. Yes, I also like this more than The Hudsucker Proxy. Uh, that's a tough one. I, I think, uh, to me, maybe the same. I, I like the... the. I mean, Ryan, you can't deny the, the, the scene when they tried to kill Leo in his house, and they were shooting at him. Yeah, that, I wish the movie wanted more of that. More, uh, yeah. Wanted you wanted, to, more, you wanted it to be more like Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> now, Ryan, have you just seen... Just old-timey Scarface. Have you seen any of the Godfather movies, Ryan? I shouldn't have made this, but no. So you're not, so you're not really into mob movies? <laughs> I mean, I am... I just, I, I think... Well, the, the parallel that I'm trying to draw is that I, I feel like if you found Miller's Crossing to be boring, I, th- I think that you'll find... The Godfather trilogy to be the same because it's they're very similar films. Really, yeah, there's there's no more like action. No, no. Godfather doesn't have a lot of action at all. If anything, Never. it has less. Yeah, but but I mean it's it's similar. But in the Godfather, you had three movies that are probably close to three hours long each, so you had a lot more yeah. going on. In The Godfather. 
I mean, I still oh, like The Godfather <laughs> 1 and 2 better than this, but I think that this is a pretty solid gangster film. Not, yeah, better, than, not better than Goodfellas. Not better than Casino. No, I mean, it definitely is good. And like I said, it may it is maybe slightly unfair of me to be a little overly critical because I was expecting so much. Because I've heard so many people say, oh, Miller's Crossing is the Coen Brothers movie. I think what's like, were, oh, I can't believe I haven't seen this yet. I think maybe what you were expecting was more like a Coen Brothers movie. You know, a little bit. Like, like how they have such a signature style. Yeah. And th- this movie to me is almost like a standard gangster flick. You know, there's nothing, there's no, you know. Yeah. Well, I had to ask because the, the number one thing in this movie for me, I thought was John Turturro's performance. I thought he was amazing in this movie. So what did you two John think? John Turturro is amazing all the time. Yes, that was another thing. When the credits are rolling at the beginning, it says John Turturro, and Ryan just goes, yes! <laughs> uh, I would probably argue that he's not great in the Transformers movies. This probably... Oh, not, that's not right. The, he is uh, in those. He, he was funny in the first one, but by the second one, he was... That was just like, all right. But um, to answer your question, yes. John Turturro was amazing in this. The Especially the scene at Miller's Crossing when he's like pleading for his life. And then how yes. quickly, how quickly he, when he finds out that he's not going to be shot and killed. How he turns into the biggest scumbag ever. <laughs> yes. Just, and, and when he shows up back at uh, Tom Regan's house. And he just... Yeah turns like that and he's the whole i want to watch you squirm yeah and it's I like love it's, that scene it's so funny because i love how in the previous scene he's like crying like a little girl sniveling yeah. he's like a sniveling fool and in the next scene he's looking all suave you know sitting in the chair with his legs crossed with the light off you know trying to be a badass and it's like dude it's too late bernie it's too late <laughs> we saw you crying your eyes out, pissing your pants. I don't think he actually it, did that. but He makes me laugh. Just did looking at him makes me laugh. Just looking at him and hearing him talk and listening to what he says makes me laugh. Nobody f***s with the Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, also, I'm sure you guys saw Steve Buscemi in an early role. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Buscemi. At one time, Steve Buscemi, I think it was a law that Steve Buscemi had to have a cameo in your movie. Yeah. I think he's been in a ton of Coen Brothers movies. Now, another thing that is sort of is something that I realized just a few years ago. Did either of you know, and I think I actually talked to you about this, Adam, that Albert Finney's British? No. Albert Finney's a Brit. I don't think I did know that. He's from England. So I guess I should say he's English, not British. No, I, d- I did not know that. I That's thought in- we talked about it when I watched, because uh, I watched Under the Volcano. And I thought I remember talking to you about that. I don't even remember you talking about Under the Volcano. <laughs> well, yeah, that was the, at the point where I realized that this guy is English. 
And I was like, holy shit. Like, my entire life, I just thought Albert Finney was an American. Which made me realize that he's a really good actor. He is He is a phenomenal actor. Albert Finney was in... Well, he's going to be in Skyfall, which is coming out you know, this year. He was in Born Legacy. I'm trying to think of some other stuff. Yeah, he was in a ton of stuff. He was in Big, Big Fish. Fish. He's going to like that guy from uh, Spider-Man. The new Spider-Man. I had no idea he was English either. What guy? Spider-Man? Uh, yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I knew he was English because I saw some movies that he was in before that. But yeah. He was in the Red Riding trilogy. I think he was in the first one. And we're getting sidetracked. Let's get back to it. Ryan, I think, did you want to add anything before we give you your score or your drum roll? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I guess all same places this movie, I guess, is... Worth watching, but you know, don't expect a lot of action. Don't expect a lot of action. Yeah, I mean, the Coen Brothers aren't really known for action movies. No, it's not directed by Michael Bay, Ryan. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> but I feel like, like in Mario <laughs> and whatnot, there's and Burn After Reading, the characters made me laugh. So I kind of almost forgot that there was yeah, really no action. Yeah, I I think I would agree with that. They, I think the humor was lacking a little bit. That in this is movie compared that is a good to point. other Coen Brothers movies. That yes, that, I do agree. That is a good point. I thought that uh, John Polito as Casper was funny, but I, yeah. I don't know if it was intentionally funny. But he always makes me laugh because he looks like he's gonna have a heart attack. Yeah, he's all the time losing his shit. <laughs> All the time. Yes, I learned two things from this movie is that he gets sick and tired of getting the hi hat. And <laughs> the other one is what's the rumpus? Yeah. Apparently that was the same back then. What's the rumpus? This film also secured my dislike for or distaste maybe for Marsha Gay Harden. <laughs> I don't like her. And I thought, oh, maybe she'll be better in this because it was like nineteen ninety, but no. I don't like 1990 Marsha Gay Harden either. <laughs> I just, I'm just not a fan of her. And, but that's the other point I kind of wanted to make. One thing that I noticed about it was that it looked like a movie that was made in 1990. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it you did look, look at, very dated. There's, there's some films like LA Confidential that it doesn't matter when that movie was made. It looks like it took place in that time period. But with Miller's Crossing, to me, it looked like a movie that was made in 1990 that was supposed to look like it was made in the 20s. Yeah. And that kind of pulled me out of it a bit. Yeah. All right, Ryan, I think we're ready for your drum roll. You ready? Yeah. Well, drum roll in the tube. Drum roll in the tube. Going balls out. All right, Ryan, what do you give Miller's Crossing? Six. That'd be a six out of ten on Miller's Crossing. Oh, he stayed consistent. That was another thing that I learned. As soon as the movie was over, like as soon as the credits popped up on the screen, he just goes six. And I was like, <laughs> is that? I was like, is that how you rate every movie? You just shout out the score as soon as the movie's over. It's like, what yep. 
<laughs> Even when he's by himself. <laughs> yeah. It pops into my head like that. Well, actually, that, that brings up an, a good question. Kevin, when you go see movies, are you thinking about the score you're going to give it while you're watching it? No. No. I mean, because with me, the way I think about movies a lot of times, depending on what type it is, and we talked about this with, you know, some movies are entertainment, some movies need to be thought about and discussed. So movies, some movies that I have to like think about for a while before I'll rate it. You know, I got to sort of work through the storyline and everything for like a day or two. Mm-hmm. And that, that's another thing. I could like right after a movie be like, oh, I think it's like a six. But if I find myself thinking about it three days later, like really thinking about it over in my head, it might bump it up because it's right. sticking with me for a while. Well, that's, yeah, why, that's why I watched it again. But it didn't change the second time. I agree with that. I mean, some movies I go to the theater and I see, and in my head while I'm watching it, in, for instance, Premium Rush, uh, the whole the whole movie, I was thinking, this is seven. And it never changed, and I still say it's a seven. Yeah. You know, it was good. I liked it. It was just enjoyable. Wasn't anything spectacular. It was just a seven, but then there's some yeah. movies that I that I do have to think about, but yeah, especially the shitty ones because to me, anything below a five is bad. So it's just like how bad? How bad is this movie? Yeah, and that I usually have to think about because there's some movies that like two days later I'm like, oh my god, I hated it. So yes. much. Why did I waste? Yeah, that? there are some like seeking a friend for the end of the world. Like at first, when I was over, you know, the movie was over. I was like, hey, that was somewhat disappointing. But the, as I continued to think about it, I hated it more and more. Yep. It's just sort of I, the anger grew inside me. That's kind of how the campaign is turning out for me. The more time goes by, the less I like that movie. Yeah. Oh, and you just dictator. sort of think like and the dictator. Yeah. You just think of all the missed opportunities. It's like, yep. what What the hell? You guys are talented. What are you doing? Yep. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Ryan, did you want to add anything or any closing remarks on Miller's Crossing? No, I, I can't really make one of this movie. Because I feel like it was an honest attempt. So I can't really <laughs> say anything terrible about it. I'm just imagining the Cone Brothers listening for whatever reason, and just hearing Ryan go, "It was an honest attempt," and they're like, they just sort of nod to each other and do it like a little fist bump, like, "Yeah, uh, Ryan now, thinks it's an honest attempt." Now, were the, I, I do want to ask: Were there any Cone Brothers movies that you liked less than Miller's Crossing? No. So this is bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of it. Yes. Have you seen Lady Killers or Intolerable Cruelty? No. Okay. Watch those. <laughs> get back to us. <laughs> get back to us. <laughs> Actually, that's... Next, Ryan watches a movie as a double feature. Intolerable <laughs> yeah, Cruelty and the back Lady to Back to back. Back to back. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for all the latest film news and reviews. 
hit us up at filmpulse.net. We want to hear your feedback. Send us an email at feedback at filmpulse.net or call our voicemail line at 850-391-6071. Also, please take a minute to rate us on iTunes and click the donate button in the post. We appreciate that very much. For filmpulse.net, my name is Adam. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ryan. And we will see you on Monday for our feature review of Lawless and maybe a feature review of VHS as well. See you later. All right, Ryan, what do you give uh, blood? <laughs> blood simple? Yeah. You, you, haven't, you haven't seen it, but rate blood simple first. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I was looking at the screen.